and welcome back to Billionaires in Boxers. Uh, I am joined by my co-host Justin, as always, and our special guest today is Amber Khan. Hi, Amber. Hello. How are you doing? Very well, actually. I'm quite excited to be here today. No, do you know, it, this is going to be a really interesting discussion. So content is something that's massively important to all of us. Amber is a content specialist. In fact, I love her strapline. We were talking about it just before we came on air. The stand out, reach more and convert big. Um, I think that says it all. Amber, do you want to kind of give us a, a little bit of a, an idea as to who you are, what you do, and, and let us know about Repurpose Den? You know, I think we've, we've already spoken about, you know, I'm a mom of three. I usually call myself a slightly cuckoo in the head mom of three. Um, also an international best-selling author, and I founded two companies, Grow Business and Repurpose Den. Um, currently, I help businesses that are solving the world's most meaningful problems stand out, reach more, and convert big using their existing content. Um, why do we do this? It's because we, we want to use social media content to bring people together uh, with shared values, thoughts, and interests. But most importantly, and this is what I love to talk about more than you know what I do, is that the, the thing we're most proud of is that when you or anybody uh, invests um, in, in their company's future through our work, they're also creating a meaningful change in the world because each month they choose to continue working with us. It helps us provide safe space and support for children in crisis for another month. Wow. wow. I mean, look at that for an intro. Think lots of things that we love, helping people, giving back and content. Um, so this is going to be nice and juicy. I'm, I'm really looking forward well, to there, it. I am. You know, there's definitely a, a uh, um, I would say, uh, heartfelt payoff to to you know end of the day we're all trying to stand out in business and you know people want to see what you're about you know what what's your mission vision and values you know and this aligns with your values as an organization and people you know find connection with that so i mean that's beautiful that that, that because in end of the day what why we why we do what we do is yeah. uh, so that we can make an impact in 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 our environment be it a macro impact or a micro impact so I mean, that's beautiful, Emma. Thank you. I mean, it, it's, it's something very close to my heart. And, and I think that's the reason why, uh, you know, I want to get up every morning and do what I do, because I know there is so much more at stake. There's so much more that will come as a result of it. Uh, it's not just like money in my bank, um, you know, but there's so much more that we can do with this. It's knowing your why, isn't it? Um, yeah. I, I remember when I first set up my business, I remember watching Undercover Boss, right? I used to love that show. <laughs> I don't know if you've ever seen it. But at the end of Undercover Boss, all the people that they've seen in the show, well, if they've been, been good and been good employees, they get some sort of massive reward and they get treated. And I remember watching it. And I always get quite emotional. I'm quite an emotional guy anyway. But I remember watching people who have nothing who work for these companies being given a home and stuff. And I always thought I'd love to be able to do that. And that became more of a why than actually earning money and being a successful business. It, it wasn't about me. Um, I have a vision, which is that everybody who works with me, I never had a home growing up. So I want everybody that's associated with me to own at least one home. That's yeah. my goal. And awesome. that takes a lot to get to because, you know, trying to sort one person out of the home is, is one thing. Yeah. To sort 18 people out of the home is something completely different. Um, but it gets me out of bed, so I completely agree with you. And, and you know what? I'm glad we get the opportunity to do this because there's a lot of misconceptions around content, I find. Yeah. Um, even now we're experiencing it. So people are saying to us, oh, you know, you're so lucky that you, you've been, you know, it's, it's all right for you. You get to put your content out on TV. And it's like, yeah, but you didn't see the six, seven years of podcasts that no one listened to and the, yeah. the, the videos that when we yeah. first put them up did like 56 views in a month. You know, you didn't see those yeah. days. It was, it was. Yeah got to start somewhere and i'm hoping that throughout our discussion today especially in the brainstorming session we'll be able to give people a few actionable steps that they can take um that, that will allow them to kind of do that as well so but you didn't give up you stayed consistent right of course well i enjoyed it i mean the thing was when we, i was doing interviews with people my attitude was i'm enjoying the people i'm interviewing so if other people want to come and enjoy this too great but i'm enjoying it anyway so i i, I, I think i think one Look, so we have a question today, which is just a question we get asked quite a lot, which is a lot of the experts out there say, create more content, create more content, create more content. It's kind of the mantra. But what does that actually mean? Um, 
how do you start what content do you just record yourself staring at a camera do you just start a podcast talking about nothing how do people get started so amber i'd love to bat that over to you if we could start with you where, where do people get started first I, I i want to share this that i didn't know this myself when i started out so i made a lot of mistakes as well i i was stuck with that uh as well what kind of content to produce and and even when i did you know um you know it wouldn't resonate with 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 the people with with the audience with, uh, on the social media platforms and I, I, and I, it took me a while to figure this out and it's basically this that a majority of us start with either we start with um, our products which are what so you know this you know I, I have created this awesome product and service you have to check it out you know it's the best in the world um, you know I, I guarantee it and 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 because we have not created a following yet this just falls on deaf ear. But then there are other ones yeah. who start off with how. So they start with educational stuff, which is very good. Of course, we should be sharing all the how-to videos, um, you know, the education, whatever knowledge we have, the skills that we have, we have to share it. But again, we're also making this mistake of there's so much information out there already. There's, you know, so many people are producing content on various different channels, YouTube, podcasts, and whatever. And so, you know, if people don't know you, you know, they're going to think, why should I learn this from you? You know, why should I come to you? There's like a zillion other people, you know, they may already know somebody uh, more experienced in that niche, you know, so they'll be going, why? So again, we've made a mistake. It doesn't mean that you've not, you shouldn't be sharing the how-to videos. Uh, you just didn't get the sequence right. What we should be starting off with is the why videos, we do, what we just spoke about, um, is our philosophy. You know, we have to share our philosophy with the world, you know, which is basically what do we stand for? Um, uh, what do we believe in? Uh, what, uh, what, uh, what we stand against? Uh, and our opinion of, of the world, of the life that uh, we're living. Um, that that is your own philosophy. So everybody has their own philosophy. You have your own. I have my own. You know, everybody has their own. So um, when when you do that, you start to create a following um, who can um, associate with you, and 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 your message uh, resonates with them, and and your values. Uh, the people who have similar values to yours will start uh, um, uh, will, will start to be attracted towards your content. So it, it basically what happens is that you start building a, a small following and they become your real fans and eventually your buyers. So, so what I say to when people just starting out, if people are just starting out and they're thinking about what kind of content to produce is to just be authentic and vulnerable. That's the kind of content you want to start off. With. That's the first type of content. Start off there, you know, just your daily struggles, what went bad and what went right today. Uh, you know, what was the plan? Did it work out? Not, you know, um, what, what do you believe in? What are your values? You know, share those, your beliefs, uh, what you want to see in the world. Start off with those videos, then move on to, you know, the how-to videos, share your knowledge. And of course, then you share your what videos, you know, okay, now you've got a following, you tell them, you know, the amazing thing you're, you're doing, the amazing product or service you've got and talk about it. So that's the sequence I would go with. Amber, so, so would you say there's a recipe to, to uh, engage your, your potential following um, from start to finish? Have you perfected that, uh, that, that recipe as such? I wouldn't say I have perfected that, but because I, you know, I'm still learning every day when I post stuff on social. Changes every day as well. That's the thing. Every day. Um, just for example, I've noticed that in the past week, um, the engagement on LinkedIn has gone down, and I don't know for what reason. Um, it's not coronavirus because we, you know, it's been there for the past few weeks, and, and the last three weeks were very very good on linkedin um this this one uh, last the past week just the one week um something's happened don't know you know uh, if it's the algorithm whether it's you know maybe what's happening in the world sorry i thought it was the weather i thought the weather improved <laughs> the weather because su suddenly there was loads more instagram snaps and not as many linkedin posts so that kind of told me that everyone was outside <laughs> Another thing I was thinking of, maybe it was because uh, of the Easter breaks so that people have still not, you know, come back to work, sort of. Uh, yeah. They haven't come back. They're still enjoying the Easter break. So that could be one of the chocolate coma from Easter Sunday. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. Chocolate coma. I like that. Yeah. 
that's probably it. But point being that, you, you know, every day uh, the social media platforms are different. You don't know what, what, what's happening, but there are, there's a general guideline. You can follow the general rules, which is basically you have to engage on all of these platforms. So, um, and, and if you've chosen one, you know, and, and in fact, starting off, just choose one because you're going to, uh, you, you, you'll feel overwhelmed if you're on all of the platforms at the same time starting off. So whatever platforms uh, is best for yourself, be, you know, LinkedIn is more ideal for B2B. Facebook is more of a friendly type B2C. If you have physical products, um, people choose that platform first and you engage. Even if you have, you don't have content to share yet and you're still thinking about what kind of content to share, just engage, just engage with other people's content their posts and what happens is that you will start to garner the attention that's the way algorithms work on all of these platforms that when you comment uh, on other people's posts um especially an influencer's post on a regular basis uh, it will uh, you will get seen more what we are going to do after the break is we're going to take a zoom in on this market and see how we can actually put these practices into play uh, how we can start them to generate some business and lead generation or potentially even some sales directly from it and make some money from your content. So we'll see you after the break. Welcome back. Let's dive straight back in. Uh, before the break, Amber was telling us uh, sort of content and, and even engagement with people when you haven't got the content is a great way to, to kickstart that algorithm to start these search engines and, and these uh, social media networks noticing who you are. Um, Amber, I, I'm sure you agree with this. And I heard a piece of advice actually that, that I borrowed about a year or two ago. And it was a Gary Vaynerchuk piece of advice. Now, there's a lot of stuff that he puts out, but this particular piece was like a piece of gold. And he said, at the end of every single day, go on to all of your social media profiles, do a search for the things that are most relevant in your industry and find the most commented, the most liked, the most active posts and aim to be the most interesting comment in the comment section and ask a question. He said, too many people just plug their own stuff and say, this is good, but check out my podcast. Don't do that, give value. That person has shared value by putting the content out watch the content, engage with them about it, ask them an intelligent question and get the conversation going. And you'll be surprised just how many things come from there. Um, I imagine you'd probably subscribe to the same school of thought. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. And I do that with in influences in my niche, say marketing stuff. You know, I, I want to follow them and I want mm -hmm. to comment on their posts as regularly as possible because of course they have the audience, you know, they've got the audience. Um, 
I don't, you know, that big an audience. So the whole idea is that if I can be seen, I will drive some traffic to 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 my profile and to my content and eventually you know and that's how i've been growing on linkedin actually that you know um pure purely organically through commenting on influencers posts and and then people start to notice me and they come come get in touch with me they dm me engage with my posts so yeah absolutely you know i, I follow the same same strategy from from uh gary v that you have to be if you if you can't produce your own content or you're not in a position to do it yet you haven't figured it out just 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 start engaging on other people's posts uh, and choose your influences three to five top influences in your niche that you uh, that you like this um, would like to engage with you like their content and, and just be a regular just be a regular there i'll give you um i'll give you a, there's a guy coming on the show in a few days time so keep your eye out for him and he, he runs a few sites but one of them i want everyone to go and sign up for right now it's free at the moment completely free to try and engage with guests this is a great place to start. It's matchmaker.fm. Matchmaker.fm. We'll put okay. this on the screen as well. And what you can do is you can create both a guest and a show profile. So if you're looking for guest speaker spots on other people's podcasts, it lines you up with them and you can engage with them, see what they're all about, see the kind of guests they're looking for. You create, it's almost like a mini profile that says, here's who I am and here's my social media links. Think about sort of like a marketing one sheet style thing online. Um, they have that they can click yeah. on it but if you've got a story to share and some content to share but don't know how to get going with that content podcast guesting is a great place to start yeah. so that you said that about getting platforms right because i think i it was weird when i first started off in social media um because it was still quite all new to me and everything as well i subscribed to the school only because it was the only school i thought i'd heard of which was create lots of content and share it everywhere be on every site have a presence everywhere the backlinks are always going to be good and actually, I realized that that does you more harm than good, because if somebody is engaging with you and goes onto your Twitter profile and realizes you've got 15 followers, you lose credibility. You don't gain credibility by having the account. And when you mentioned LinkedIn, it's so funny because I was putting the same videos on Twitter, LinkedIn and YouTube. OK, YouTube was getting 125 views thereabouts yeah uh, twitter was probably getting 25 26 retweets and maybe 500 people watch it i used to yeah. delete content from linkedin if it didn't do a minimum of 2000 views in a day that was that was so linkedin was completely different lots of people would engage you'd get a lot less comments underneath but a lot more private messages regarding it yeah. um, which is ultimately what you're doing it for you're doing exactly. it so that people can exactly. can engage with you and you can see what comes from it so Exactly. I, you know, basically with the content, initially what we're selling with the content, like I spoke about, uh, you know, sharing a philosophy, what, what we're sharing is our values, what we stand for. And then eventually with our content, we are selling the click, you know, that's all what we're doing, you know, with the content, we're selling the click and then we have to show them the next step. You know, where should they go? What, what, what should they do? Maybe watch another piece of content from you or maybe somewhere else you want to take them, but it's about selling that click. And you can only sell that click by garnering their attention uh, in a way that... Um, I mean, I guess we, we've specifically talked about almost use, utilizing content to drive business, but content can almost be the business itself, can't it? There's lots of people now, um, there's a whole generation of YouTubers making lots of money. Um, um, it's not just about creating content that's how to and give back, is it? There's actually a lot of, there's a lot of people out there wishing to binge entertainment, fashion, advice, you know, lifestyle. Um, how do you think people should get started with that if they, I mean, it's chicken and egg. Do you have the audience and then present content to them or do you have content and then find the audience? No, uh, I mean, let's say, I mean, if, if we're talking about youngsters here, let's say, you know, um, millennials, Gen Z starting off, I was actually talking to my son, he's almost 18, um, just yesterday, and we were talking about, you know, he's at the moment sorting out, he doesn't know what he wants to do. And I, and I was like, you know, maybe it's time you start a podcast, you know, just, you know, it's, and just share, um, um, you know, who you are, and then what kind of people you want to interview. And and the whole idea is this, okay, obviously, somebody starting off is not going to have an audience yet. But but the idea is that, that when you start interviewing people um, that uh, whose values aligns with yours, and you know, you want to get them as guests, you are also learning so youngsters you know it's a good great platform for them to learn yeah and then share those those knowledge bites with with the audience all right you interview somebody first like you get a lot of information yeah and then and you put your own spin to it and then you create 
so many other posts out of it, sharing what you learned from that guest, right? As a youngster, I'm talking about, that's a great strategy uh, for them that's to do. Right. Yeah, because eventually after they've done like 50 to 100 episodes or something, right? They will be seen as an expert um, in, in a particular niche, right? And, what, and not only that, by that time they would have um, gain some kind of following uh, who, who listen to their podcasts on, on, on a regular basis, right? And, and, and from there, they will find out that what do they actually want? Because once you have an audience, you can pretty much ask them straight, straight off the bat, you know, uh, what would you like to see? So I, I've seen a lot of young um, podcasters, they started off just podcasting, um, you know, interviewing uh, people in their particular niche, whether it's crafts or if it's marketing or business or personal development. And what happened that as their podcast grew, they started offering podcast marketing uh, services or how to create a podcast. Wow. And they got speaking gigs from it because once you, uh, you're known, people want you on their status, be it offline or online. So a lot more uh, things happen once you put yourself out there well i can certainly testify to that i i only had a couple of hundred listeners on my podcast and i went on a huge rant about vr and ai and how i think that needed to be gamified more so that we could then use it in a more commercial setting and sell adverts to it but you can't put adverts where there's nobody looking and i went on a huge great big rant about it and ended up being invited as a guest speaker to go and talk about the commercial usage of ai in china at this huge tech event um ended up on the front cover of uh, of, tech, of of tech asia which was crazy um but it was wow. some but but you know, i mean look stop wait, wait, wait. it, ha it happens when you put your pictures oh of course yeah but i'm fat i can put them up so we'll definitely be putting them up on the group <laughs> i'll put okay. I'll, I'll put them up in here as well yes i would like to see the evidence please i was a fat man on stage talking about vr <laughs> Um, and I was, I was also jet lagged to hell cause I had not sort of, I'd never done the journey that far before. And I had no idea how rough I was going to feel. Um, I'd had to land in Beijing first. Uh, we were supposed to be doing a day's work in the office by 8 30 AM. I was asleep on the boardroom floor. Um, I just went, I just need a minute. And then I went in there, put my bag down and just went to sleep. I was, I was flat out exhausted and then I couldn't sleep that night. And then we flew to Shanghai. And then by the time the event was on the next day, I looked horrific <laughs> i just wanted to find out were you wearing a batman t-shirt i was not wearing a batman t-shirt i was not wearing that's what the problem was you weren't ready you weren't suited up for this i uh, see this is probably it. i mean I'm, i probably got a better, better response if i had to wear a batman if you were, actually yeah, to be fair the response was was good i'm, I'm joking but but yeah i mean may, maybe i should just do all of my things in a batman suit from now on <laughs> go full hog and like put the yeah there we go uh, okay, look, when we come back after the break, we're going to have a good discussion on how we can actually take these actionable steps. So we've looked at kind of both sides of the coin now, haven't we? We've looked at how can businesses drive traffic towards what they're doing, utilizing content. And we've looked at how can you make content into a business. So after the break, we'll check that out.
Welcome back. Okay, so let's get straight into my favorite part of the show, as you all know, which is called brainstorming. Um, this is the part of the show where we essentially have the brainstorming session that we would have on Zoom uh, or, or Cisco, just as we are now, um, but we allow you behind the scenes access to kind of see what we would do. Um, hopefully this will give you some actionable steps so that you can start to take action with your own content, be that to drive it towards a brand, a business that you're hoping to set up, or, or even just to sort of uh, get get your face out there and start as a, as Amber said, having yourself seen as a as an expert. But we, we, I think what we can say as a collective is that wearing a Batman t-shirt will definitely up your viewership and, and just, yeah. <laughs> Amber, is this something that we can kind of put out there or just a, a vague statement? No, no, no. And absolutely. I mean, I've often thought about wearing She-Ra. I don't know if any of you guys watch She-Ra. This is oh, yeah. from my time. You should do it. <laughs> no, I remember that. I don't know about Phil. I don't know about yeah, Phil. Sorry. I, I, I was more of a Smurf fan. I remember he He-Man. Man, you're She-Ra. There we go. That's it. That's it. I'm She-Ra. <laughs> I don't feel it's cool anymore because I just want to be a Smurf. I just want to sit here in a big <laughs> white hat and big blue face. I'll tell you what. what once we hit... I'll work out with the producer what this number is, but once we hit a certain number of viewers, I will do an entire series episode dressed as a Smurf. That's a, that's a deal. I will do that. All right. All right. I'm done with that. But I will then definitely we got do that. Yeah, yeah. Then please, I will please, please, please ask me on again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, you should definitely. We should. Maybe we should just every now and then, like once a month, we should do a fancy dress special where we just carry on and have a normal conversation with somebody that's signed like a Teenage Mutant Ninja yeah, Turtle that's, outfit. That's entertainment, <laughs> you know. That's entertainment. That entertainment. entertainment together. Yeah. Business and entertainment. That's what it's all about. Okay, so look, look, if we let's say we did want to do this, let's say we were, uh, well, let's do it in two stages. Let's say we were a business first and foremost. So we've got a business. Um, it might not be one of the the fields that we would call, let's call sexy. So it might be one of the sort of accountancy stuff. It might be a law firm. How can they create content that's going to be useful and relevant to their audience? That's going to be interesting, but is also going to position them as an expert because obviously they're not notoriously sexy industries are they yeah yeah um, I, again um before they even go ahead with uh sharing um educational stuff on let's say it's an accountant and they're sharing stuff about you know how to save money or how to save on taxes you know that's good that they should all be sharing it but whether it be it in blog form or uh, podcasts or videos videos actually are the best but some people hesitate from it and that's fine if they don't want their face on it they can start off with podcasts or um blogs um blogs not so much anymore but still you know there's some content out there but the point being before you do that you know uh, i believe that every business owner um should they need to be the 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 face of their business you know you know just like Steve Jobs was and all these big brands, they always they always put their personal brand on top of what, what they're doing. And by doing that, what they're doing is sharing their philosophy. Again, they're sharing their why, because, a brand, you know, you cannot say uh, an accountancy firm, Jack's accountancy firm believes in this. I mean, you can say it, but people won't really, uh, you know, associate themselves with it because it's it's a company, right? You want to see a person, you, you associate with a person, not a business, right? So when a when a person uh, behind that business shows what they stand for, right? So some it's the owner or whoever it could maybe they put somebody else in that place. Doesn't matter. It's a face behind a business, right? They share their values, their philosophy, and then they go on to share the content, right? You know how it can help uh, their uh, customers, their ideal audience, and then talk about well, here here is how we can do it. But I I think a lot of people miss out. A lot of these companies, like um, offline companies, like accountancies or plumbers or electricians, local businesses, they don't put a face to the business because that's very necessary for people to be able to know that why you, you know, for them to choose you. Uh, compared to others, right? So it's all about why choose you when there's so many others out there. So you have to stand out in some way. And the only way you can stand out these days is not by being the lowest, uh, the cheapest, the cheapest price, right? It's by it's by sharing your values and your beliefs. And then there will be some people who would love you for it and some people would, would hate you for it. They, it. they may not agree with your philosophy at all. And that's fine. They're not your customers. They're not your following. That's okay. You don't want to be doing business with them. Right. So there will always be, uh, you know, followers, there'll always be detractors. That's fine. That's what you want to do with your philosophy. I mean, I mean would you say, um, Amber, that um, 
mean, I know you said that, you know, you could do a blog or, 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 or a podcast or something like that if you're not necessarily keen to be, uh, you know, you put your face out there. But, you know, I come from an old school business environment where, you know, I mean, this is new for me just to, to do to do this type of uh, engagement. Yeah. Uh, it's difficult because I'm old school. I like to shake a hand, look at a man in the eye or a woman in the eye or a client in the eye and, and so they can meet me, understand who I am as a person. And because ultimately we know this, people buy from people, they don't buy from companies. Um, and, and uh, you know, so unless you've, you've created a brand that is, uh, that stands alone, ultimately the average Joe, the average business is, you know, they're buying from people. So would you not say that it's, it's more, you know, even it's, it's out your comfort zone to be, on a video to someone but the reality is that's how we are now engaging with people so should you not be putting your face out there uh, regardless of your own insecurity or challenges with being on camera true these days i mean i would say if somebody's starting out today so you're saying you know 2020 um yes i would say you know put all those uh, hesitancies behind you um and start off with video that's that's the best way um, uh, I know people worry about, you know, have we got the right equipment? Uh, do I always have to put makeup on for women? That's a big issue, <laughs> you know, um, you know, and, and, and Justin, but I give them an example of Marie Forleo. I don't know if you've heard of her, Marie Forleo. She's, she's like the next gen Oprah. <laughs> I love her. Um, uh, the, the, this is how she started off. She's, you know, she's my age group. So very proud of that. <laughs> so, um, so she's young still, quite young still then. Yeah, of course, of course, you know, I am young. <laughs> yeah, as, as long as you don't see my 18 year old. <laughs> yeah, I'm young. You started when you were very, very young, Amber, so we, we understand. We no judgment here. <laughs> so this is how she started off with. Um, she was uh, producing video content, but the, if you watch her earliest videos, she's actually sitting in her PJs uh, uh yeah. in a friend's flat so it's like a you know crabby kind of sofa um and in literally in her pages just just sharing uh her knowledge whatever she's got to say something some some videos were about how her day went and some videos were actually about you know uh you know i walked up into the shop and they were worried about this so i told them this so she would share her uh, own business or personal development experience and it just grew from there so she said that in her case because she started very earlier on for first five years, she did not make any money, uh, but she did not stop. It did not, not, not any money from those videos. I mean, like from the YouTube channel that oh, she, yeah. she started off with, right? She did not make any money. And, and, you know, people would have given up way, 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 way before that. Right. If, if, if you're seeing that for five years, you know, not much is happening with that YouTube channel, but she stayed consistent and, you know, now she is like a gazillionaire <laughs> and she only, uh, you know, sells her course once a year. And I, I, I think the first time she opened it was five years ago, four years ago. And, um, within a day, she had made $15 million. Um, just, you know, the first time it sold, uh, but the point being, because she had created such a huge following. Um, uh, in those five years, you know, millions and millions of followers that when it came for her to actually sell her product and service, people were like already sold. They were like, you know, yeah, here's my credit card. Please take my money. <laughs> so, um, you know, what always interests me about businesses that with millennials, though, just touching on that point and building that audience is that so many people in their business don't realize that the most valuable asset in terms of content isn't sat in their marketing department is sat in most of the other departments in their business. Um, but that's also the thing that they're most terrified of. I mean, the idea of just saying to your staff, yeah, go nuts and do some branding for the company, do some videos and make sure it goes out on our tagline. Yeah. You know, people, can you imagine the sort of list of rules that companies would have? No nudes, no twerking, no swearing, no yeah. shots through the right. eyeball. No, well, Batman's fine. <laughs> Batman's fine. No Superman. No. <laughs> Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, Superman, only Batman. Batman what, versus what Superman. Batman wins it. Yeah, they're fine. They can come too. Um, but this, but this is what I'm saying. It's you know, businesses need to realize that actually, you know, we had this conversation the other day, didn't we? Justin, many business owners are are a different age demographic, and this stuff is completely alien to them, and that they want the 
many business owners understand that they should be embracing content creation and utilizing it, but don't know where to begin. Or they might have tried for a bit and it didn't produce the things that they thought it would, so they've contracted in. Yeah. I mean, you, you go on to iTunes, right? And go and have a search for podcasts in 2018, 2019 and search the business category. You'll be surprised how many of them stopped producing content about 18 months ago because they just did it for a bit and went, stop. There's more important things to focus on. And I guarantee you right now they're regretting that decision because whilst there's nobody going into their stores there's nobody interacting with them their content is all they have yeah yeah, yeah. um amber just you know a question you know because as a as a uh, a person who's now only learning no i'm not only learning i mean I, i've i've you've used tools like this but uh learning to uh to 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 drive your message across uh, this type of platform and not face to face as I'm used to. Um, there's a lot of potential scary things that you're saying now. I mean, it's 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 quite daunting that now I, and I already I'm thinking because I've got a couple of clients that I I I, uh, I consult small businesses and I'm already thinking, okay, how should I create some content for them? Um, but now you look at, at at what it takes to be successful in that. It's is there is there a way for for people to ease into this? You know, for for the average uh, non-millennial uh, business person, is there a way for is there somewhere where someone can hold our hands and say, okay, this is the way? You know, I would say you know. So the, there's lots of different ways we could do it. So, so one way of doing that is that some people are just not comfortable. They're never going to end up on a video. They're like, no, 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 video is a no-go. Right, um, but they have they may already have established business. They have an offline business. They've been doing business for many many years, right? And they're saying, well, no, 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 no. you know, uh, youngsters can get on it. I don't want to go on it, and that's fine. And I usually would say to them, then find a face for your company. Then you know, then you you know, employ a youngster, right? And and it's uh, and and they become they they drive your social media. So they become they do the videos. They do the maybe they do the podcast as well. They'll interview the owner on the podcast as well. Right. And uh, so, so they become the face and, and the point being that that face is associated with that business. So ultimately it would benefit them. It will drive traffic to the business. They'll, you know, they'll earn more money. But the point being, once they put a face to the business, now they're able to share their, their values, their opinions, their beliefs and more and, and attract more and more people. And, and that's how I would do it. If, if somebody didn't, didn't want to go on video at all, podcasting was not their thing. They're like, no, 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 somebody else. I love that you said that because you, you've just described something that we're in the middle of doing, and we always like to show behind the scenes footage, what we're doing in our business. So this is a great example. Okay. So when it comes to LinkedIn, Twitter, YouTube, I'm cool with that. Right. I'm fine with that. I've grown a couple of channels there. Uh, Instagram is not my thing because I'm when it first started, it was much more about selfies, and I am not a selfie kind of guy. <laughs> so, I, mean, just, I, I still don't have any shops. I downloaded Twitter is because of you, you know, exactly. He got Twitter because of me, but this is what I'm talking <laughs> about. But that, it's like an Instagram was Instagram was selfies and pictures of your food, and neither of those things were really interesting. I was in, I wanted to eat my food, I didn't want to take a picture of myself eating my food um it, it just was it didn't appeal to yeah. me right and now there's a whole new yeah. thing that's just kind of bypassed me tiktok tiktok is now huge TikTok, yes. people with like 30 40 oh million God. viewers and it's like where what, what's tiktok so i i could i mean yeah. i i started looking at the other day it's a gospel truth right this is a gospel truth yeah. I, I, I downloaded <laughs> tiktok right i created an account oh. yeah man i created an yeah. account i started looking around what was trending and I realized, yeah. I don't know how to do this. So exactly. I went straight to Facebook and I went into a Facebook group and I typed into Facebook groups, TikTok contributors. And there's yeah. the people who list channels talking about content. And I put in a post and said, this is what we do with a TV show. If anyone's interested in doing some collab work and getting involved, doing some TikTok stuff for us, I'd love to hear from you. I had about 10 messages in the next 12 hours. Um, that's how I'm going to handle TikTok because yeah. I'm not going to go and learn TikTok. Yeah. Um, and I think my wife would kill me Absolutely. if I try and do any of those challenges in this house. She'd murder me. Exactly. Eventually, your kids will do. You know, my my, my kids are always like, "Mom, you don't need to be on the TikTok." They're embarrassed. Even when I was in the Instagram, I'm not active, but I have an account, right? And they'll be like, "Like, why are you on Instagram?" Because they all are, right? <laughs> 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 
So they, they get embarrassed. So I have I have to be, you know, you know, pick, pick, you know, picky with, you know, what kind of content I put out there. <laughs> exactly, because your kids are going yeah. Emma, we don't have to worry about businesses having to migrate uh, di uh, content to TikTok now, Emma. Uh, well, you know, I'm currently not on TikTok, but I am definitely going to explore it. Just like, you know. Big part of it, dude. It's going to be a big part of it. I mean, they are saying, you know, it's the next big thing and businesses. Actually, I read a very, very um, um, uh, quite informative statistic just the other day. They were saying, because I thought, you know, the people on um, TikTok, the audience is mainly Gen Z. So, you know, so I was thinking, you know, what can you actually sell to Gen Z? What, what can it be engagement? And it turns out that I think half of the audience is 35 plus. I was like, no way. Oh. I couldn't believe it. Yeah. Yeah. I was like, no. You know I think what they call that the section at TikTok? At TikTok, they have two sections. They have Gen Z and midlife crisis. Um. <laughs> okay, there you go. <laughs> um, sorry to anybody who's doing really well on TikTok. I'm just joking, but. I, yeah, I looked at it for five minutes and was like, I'm going to need to get someone else to do this. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you, uh, I think it's good to be on it to get a bigger reach. So get on it or get somebody else to get you. You got somebody and I'm going to do the same. Just get somebody else to get on it so that they, we have some sort of presence um, on those uh, um, social media platforms um, because they are, you know, the reality is they are going to grow and they're always, there is always going to be a new channel out there and i think the earlier you get on it um the higher the chances of uh expanding your reach because it will be cheaper as well um you know like facebook somebody getting on facebook now they to get any sort of reach they have to uh, basically do paid advertising you know that's what it's mm -hmm. um whereas like five years ago it wasn't like this well look yeah. once we come back after the break we will have, wrap all this up and kind of give you a few bite-sized information that you can take away we'll see you then back okay so this has been a really juicy conversation amber it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here um before we move on to the final points and just kind of wrapping up and then heading to good news where can people find you amber how can people get in contact i think the best way to connect with me would be linkedin um so just go search for me or i'm sure you could share a link to that so that would be the best Thanks, way to anyone. connect with me yeah connect with me dm me <laughs> <laughs> because that way people can check out the kind of content i put out there as well so um you know that's where i start off with you know check out some of the content which is related to marketing or, you know, uh, stuff that we're doing. 
um, the charity work and all of that. So, um, and then of course, if they wanted any help with con uh, content repurposing, they could always check out repurposeden.com. And, and uh, Amber will be able to find you on TikTok soon. Is that what you're saying? It's the commitment. Uh, listen, if I'm committing to a Smurf outfit, you're committing to TikTok. That's that's got to be the deal yeah. here. Yeah, yeah. And true, you're gonna come true. back and yes. tell us and tell us more about it. And and just one more question: What's a DM? Oh, direct message. Sorry. A direct message. Ah, right. Okay. <laughs> no, it's nice. It's nice having Justin here. It's like yeah. bringing your granddad in there. What? Where's the VCR player gone? No, we don't do that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> That's my kids. I keep up with, with the lingo. So I know all the Gen Z lingo, you know, you know, L O L R O T L. You know, yeah. Thanks yeah. to my kids. I, I know it all. <laughs> do you know what? I'm not sure I, I can need, keep I need up. Our previous guest book. You do need he, he, the, our previous guest has written a book called Zisms or Zisms as we call it. Which which is essentially the behavioral patterns of generation Z. Um yes. and and it's fascinating. Um, but you know what? I, I love it because we can't even comprehend their world. I mean, it's weird because you probably can't comprehend ours, right? It, Amber and I, you know, we grew up in similar places. Justin, I imagine it was similar for you. South Africa was slightly different this time, so potentially not exactly the crossover. But I'll tell you how I used to know where my friends were. I used to cycle around all of my estate and look for where all the bikes were on somebody's graphs. And then I'd know that that's where all my friends were. There was no WhatsApp groups. There was no just sending them a tweet. If you ever wanted to send somebody a video, you had to do it via a cable or music. You used to send each other music. It would take four, four days and use all your data because you'd have to download it all. There's no airdrop in. That didn't exist. Um, yeah. I remember when we had this yeah. thing called Bump. And it, do you remember Bump when we used to use it with Bluetooth? You'd bump phones together. And then they had to ban the app because uh, yes. people kept yes. smashing the screens. Yeah, right. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> See, yeah, they were, they were right. real problems, people. Real problems. Yeah. Yes. Not, not dropping below 40 megs. That's not a problem. <laughs> now you can understand that I'm I'm one I'm in Africa. So you know, so I didn't grow up even knowing what bump is. I mean, <laughs> uh, the first thing I heard about that is near field communications. You know, when you can do something, but bump, I don't even know what you're talking about. So yeah, no, it, was, it was this also old app that you used to be able to. It was like a Bluetooth app, and you'd both have to open it on your phones, and you click on a song, and then you bump your phones together and it would kind of recognize that that was the device you were trying to send it to via Bluetooth and it would then send them the thing. But it, it, it was great. And, but you got to remember, we didn't have like clunky iPhones that are built of steel that no longer break. You know, we had like things that were like little flip phones that if you open them too quickly, the top would fall off. So the idea was smashing it. I my first flip phone. I was so Me proud too. of it. <laughs> <laughs> because it, I think the Matrix had just been released and, and it made the flip uh, yeah. so cool. It was the coolest device ever because of Keanu Reeves. <laughs> the Ericsson, and then later on, I had that little blue Motorola with the little tiny screen that you'd flip up. Yeah, I mean, yes, there's, there's yes. Justin's phone. Yeah, huh? That's about <laughs> yeah, that 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 my phone. When I was in my trip, this is all my phone. Yeah. <laughs> and the battery pack on your back in a rucksack. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's I'm not that old, dude. I'm not that old. <laughs> winding up hello <laughs> yeah uh, Amber, I it's been a... we, well yeah the, the... I, I, saying, I still have those ones in my parents house you know the dial-up yeah, oh really yeah yeah because yeah, they, they live what in pakistan the, um... oh right okay really yeah yeah so the, this wow. <laughs> okay so a couple of things that your son needs to do off the back of this he needs to create you a tiktok account and he needs to get uh, granny and grandpa a new phone amber yeah. thank you so much it's been an absolute pleasure to have you here i'm sure justin and i have both gained an awful lot from this um oh, yeah, i definitely. certainly have learned loads from this um it's nice to have some things reassured as well that we're going in the right direction it's fantastic to to create a piece of content and inspired by you i'll tell everybody where this is going because then it'll show everybody what happens with it so check us out on live tv where you're probably watching this live right now so you don't need to go anywhere uh, you can check us out on Live TV YouTube channel, uh, Billionaires in Boxes. Go and check out all the content on there. Also, keep your eye out for Billionaires in Boxes podcast because um, the audio from this and the extended interviews and some special guest insights will be seen on there uh, exclusively to YouTube and podcast. So go check those out.
Penso che un sogno così non ritorni mai più Mi dipingevo le mani e la faccia di blu Poi d'improvviso venivo dal vento rapito E incominciavo a volare nel cielo infinito Volare oh, oh. Cantare oh, oh, oh. Nel blu dipinto di blu Felice di stare lassù E volavo, volavo felice più in alto del sole ed ancora più su Mentre il mondo pian piano spariva lontano laggiù Una musica dolce suonava soltanto per me Volare Oh, oh 